0: The According to Sources Podcast. I am your host, Andre Williams. Today, I am joined by Chris. Chris, say hello to the people. People, people, what's going on? And we have a special guest today. Um, I was introduced to this young this young man by Chris. Chris, you can you can do the rundown, man. I'm gonna let you let you do the rundown. Uh, this is my dude, true. He actually has one of the bet one of the best uh, hip hop like, minds I've seen in a while, like, he writes about it, he's dope with it, you know, i let him
1: talk for himself about it. Nah, nah, I appreciate, I appreciate that introduction, you building me up a little bit, too much, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, I I, I think I'm alright with it, you know what I mean, Uh, I think I'm dope, I don't know if I'm that dope, but, uh, yeah, nah, nah, I I, I love talking, love talking hip-hop, man, like, hip-hop has just been in my, uh, in my life since I was a kid, you know what I'm saying, so, like I came up off of that, so uh, I try to write about it. Try to make sure you know we write about other stuff too. Talk a little bit about uh, like video games and, and sports and all that on the, on the website. Uh, I've been running that website for like three years now. So you got um, the name. What's the name? <clears throat> I got you. I got you. It's revolution dot com. We have over ten million views on the site over the last three years. So um, we did our numbers like a lot of our uh, a lot of our articles, especially our hip hop articles, like Knife Wonder. Uh, with it, you know what I mean, Fonte, we had, um, a uh, lot of people, like Quest Love. a lot of people, um, share the, share the, uh, share the articles and all that, man, and, and, and show love, so, uh, you no know, I can't complain in that, in that regard, uh, but yeah, man, thefighterevolution.com, uh, we so say we talk hip-hop, talk a little R&B, talk sports, um, talk about anything that's involved in the, in the black culture, we try to cover, so...
0: That's yes, what's up. Because today we're gonna talk about sports. Let's get it. Today we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about our top five, um, our top five point guards of all time. And you know, feel free throughout the podcast. This is a this is a this is the people's podcast. So feel free to drop your website as often as you need to. It, it is it is it's greatly encouraged here to pub yourself as much as possible. Definitely, definitely. So we and we are gonna put it in a in, a, in the show notes and everything. So gotcha. We're gonna start off on five. True. Who's your fifth greatest point guard of all time?
1: Oh man. Um, you know my my list my list's funny. I think my list's funny because when I talk to everybody else, they they tell me they tell me it's kinda of funny. Um, but number five for me, I got John Stockton at number five personally.
0: That's you know um, what? I did a podcast earlier today and the other person had John Stockton at five. Understandable.
1: But you know why? I'm gonna tell you why real quick though, right? So like, like when I was growing up, I, I hated John Stockton. Yo, know? mm-hmm. I hated John Stockton. Chris, Chris, know why? You know why? <laughs> you know why? You ever say a Bulls fan? I've been a Bulls, fan, I've a Bulls fan since I was like, I was like four or five, man. So I never liked John Stockton even before the finals. I just never liked him. And why he was like a white, he was like a white boy with like shorts that was like way high. I just yeah. never liked them, yo. Know? Like I just never liked him. But I can't deny, man. It's this, just this dude. who... Uh, was leading the league in assists, and he was just—he was—he was what a point guard, uh, you know, traditionally always was. You know what I mean? So, uh, he—he's number five on my list. But it's like I ain't gonna front. It's like It's like I'm begrudgingly putting him on my list because I—I mm-hmm. don't really fuck with John Stockton. I don't really bang with John Stockton like that for real. But um, like I got—I got him at number five personally. Like I got—I I used to have him at number four, um, but. <laughs> I I try, I try I, my number four. I I got respect for the for the people of the of the game. I guess that came a long time ago. So, okay. Uh, I got I got to put some on it. That's from that's from back in the day.
0: All right, I I respect that, that 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 post because I think I got John Stockton at six on my list. So I can definitely understand having him at five. Chris, Planning food me. Yeah. Ah oh, man, I gotta go. Gotta go. Steve Nash. Okay. That was my uh, picture. That's my picture. I mean, just that just tells you how good the top five point guards of all time are. You got Steve Nash at five, <laughs> but I mean, the man was a constant professional throughout his entire career. You know, just put the hard hat on. He went to work, do what he had to do, then whine about it. And I mean, it doesn't help that he let the league in assists five times. When I think the flipping of, of John Stockton and, and Steve Nash for me is that I think I understand the the, the concept of longevity with stockton I think um, I think Steve Nash's high was just a little bit higher than his I think uh I don't think you could have put John Stockton in the offense that Steve Nash ran and it would run as smoothly you know what I'm saying but I think that you could have put Steve Nash in that pick and roll offense with Carl Malone, and I don't think that office would have really missed the beat. But then there's other things about uh, John Stockton that we talked about that, that is definitely better. Um, his defense is obviously better. Um, he, he has the most steals in NBA history. So, of course, we're going to say defensively he's better. There's just something about Steve Nash. I just like those teams. That, um, I mean, John Stockton had a jump shot. But I don't think it was anywhere near where Steve Nash wasn't during his prime. Nah. I want to, top of my head, Steve Nash maybe had only, had only had like two seasons his entire career. He shot below 39% from the three point line. That and is a hell of crazy. a stat. And it's crazy. And the low, dude, when I say the lowest he shot was only like 34%. <laughs> he was a shooter. That's for sure. True.
1: Yeah. Who you got uh, it for? It's funny. No, go ahead. It's funny, right? Cause I want to put Steve Nash at four, but I ain't gonna front. It's a couple of things about Steve Nash that makes me. I got Steve Nash like top six, top seven. Um, so if I gave my my personal my personal personal top four, Jason Kidd would be number four, personally.
0: That's um, four
1: but for me. yeah, but out of respect, I feel like I feel like out of respect for the old age, like I, I've been making jokes, and I know and I know for a fact, uh, Chris to see me. I mean, I made jokes about like everybody talk about the whole plumber you know, plumbers in the air and stuff like that. I think that's a whole stupid argument for yeah. like the nineties. Yeah. For the nineties. But like in the sixties, <laughs> like they was really playing like like them white boys they was playing really was like milkmen that like got on the court for a couple hours, went home and, and, and got a regular job. And then so like, I feel hard. like Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I feel like the sixties was like that, but I still think it's impossible uh for me to, to ignore Oscar Robertson as a point guard. Because mm-hmm. I feel like in that era, it wasn't, I mean, there's only a select few people that was really putting out putting up numbers like that. Like, I, So I got two different top fives. Like, Because I'm a writer, I try to have like a respectable top five with that that acknowledges all errors. So I put Oscar Robertson number four. But when it's just me, like from I'm in the barbershop and we have the discussion, I'm going to put Jason Kidd in number four. Yeah,
0: so Jason I got Kidd is my number four. Yeah, so, so I, I got I, Jason Kidd. And I understand the Oscar thing, too. I mean, I think he... I think he averaged the triple double for five seasons.
1: Yeah, he he was he was nah, he was a beast. Like like I know I know we a lot of people like to like to give you know what I'm saying Westbrook a lot of flack and rightfully so. You feel me? Like rightfully so. But I think Westbrook is an athlete. is ridiculous. As a point guard, he embodies whatever Oscar Robinson yeah he's did back then. The next,
0: yeah, to the next level. Um, like,
1: one you, the, you're a freaking nation nature, man. Yeah. Hey, not, what's a freaking nation nature,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's something completely different, complete, especially with the knee injuries and shit like that. But, uh, yeah, Oscar averaged a triple-double over, like, a five-year span or something like that, which is just crazy. And even though those guys were, as you said, like, they were literally plumbers and milkmen and, like, mailmen and, you know, shit like that, they um, – you still got to play the game against them, right?
1: Yeah, I mean – but you got to think about it. Though. Like, I be thinking about it sometimes. Like, I, was having, I, was having, I was having a conversation in a barbershop, and he brought up the 60s. He's talking about, like, Will and Bill Russell. Like, like Will, Will's the GOAT. Bill Russell the go I people saying it. And I'm like, man, you got to look at the era, man. Like, how many people outside of that era do we look at and be like, yo, these are some of the greatest players ever? You could say Oscar Robinson. You could say Will. You could say Bill Russell. Maybe, like, one or two other players. But that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I kind of look at that era funny. But it's still like it's still because I ain't lived
0: through it. Yeah, you but know what the, I'm the like, thing is, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the generation that you like a couple years from now. Yep, like a couple years from now, like ten years from now, it's gonna be some kids that's like, yeah, LeBron, what? Jason yep. Kidd, who? That's nah, they're, they're not even gonna know who Jordan is.
1: You know yeah, it's saying? already like that. It's already like that. <laughs> it's yeah. real. It's already like that for a lot of.
0: Yeah, because there's way too many people that think other basketball players were, were as good was as good as him or is, or are as good as him. And he was a completely sure. different, like, I talk about this all the time. This is my, like, my, my thing when I'm talking about Jordan and, you know, comparing errors. Like, it is the greatest compliment to any of these basketball players to be compared to Michael Jordan, and it is the biggest slap in his fucking face to compare any of these players to Michael Jordan. Like, it, it's, 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 to me, it's unfathomable. It's unfathomable. There is no comparison. I agree. So I'm I sure agree. those guys love the comparisons. They're great for, for them, but it's a terrible comparison with Michael Jordan because nobody's wiping. Um Chris. Number four. Number four. Uh gotta go with John Stockton. I know a lot of people put him at uh five. Man, uh, I mean I can wanna say you know, he had three or four straight seasons of three plus steals. I think that's uh, that's unreal. To lead the league of all time and steals and assists and by like a pretty big margin. I think Baylor told me in his podcast that of like the 19 seasons he played, there's like 82 of them. He played 82 games or something like some insane number like that. Like he was the Iron Man, he was the NBA's Iron Man. Yeah, he's never played blessed than, um I think one season he played sixty four and one season he played like fifty or something, but other than that he played like almost seventy eight plus. That's that's craziness. For a guy that's small and a person that plays like John Stockton played hard. You know, I was talking on the, on Baylor's podcast, it was like John Stockton was the dude that was setting screens on Power Fours and Centers. You know what I'm saying? So he's down there in in the paint getting dirty and to play that many games, he's an Iron Man. And then he you know, leads the league in assists and he's leading the league in steals. You know, John Stockton, you know, he was a like he's one of those guys, like there's three uh three like short guys that I consider like the like the, the toughest guys. It's like Isaiah Thomas, John Stockton, Allen Iverson. Like those are the three. Those are the th- three tough, toughest guys, like pound for pound that probably ever played basketball to me. Yeah. But he moved on. I mean, bro, he led the league in assists for nine years or eight years or something like that. That is unreal. That's crazy. All he did was start to Carl Malone on you know, pick and roll. Anybody could have did that. That's the best thing about it, though. You know what's coming, but can you stop it? Man, <laughs> if he had been drafted somewhere else, he'd have just been Bobby Sur. You think so? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I'm <was, laughs> saying that I'll be I'll be silly again. You're yo, yo, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who you who you got on your third for your for your third uh, great <laughs> point guard of all time?
1: Look, look, and Chris oh. this, too. I'm slightly biased when it comes to point guards, especially in this current era we're in, right? Because I feel like currently there's a there's a wide gap between a player, a certain point guard, and everybody else, personally. So I got this man at number three, and he's probably going to end up being number two. He would will, he, he will be number two. I just got to wait. I just got to wait another year. I feel like I got to wait another year because he, he about to get another ring. I got to put Steph in number three, yo. and. <laughs> I was having conversations, and I feel like a lot of people won't reckon, they don't recognize exactly what this what he's accomplished. Because I don't think you ever see anything; you have never seen anybody change the game like that. Like as far as point guards go, like you've never seen anybody that's change the game like Steph. And I mean, he's got three rings, Two the MVPs. only unanimous MVP. Yeah, only, uni- only unanimous MVP. He owns like what four or five of the top three pointer three point records ever. Yeah. he got a scoring title. Uh, been all NBA. You know what I mean? Like, and on top of that, that, to me,
0: any seasons.
1: <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, and also, you know, you know, it's crazy to me. On top of that, people don't talk about is as a point guard. We can look at the stats, and as and your stats shows a point guard, you're supposed to be unselfish, right? But Steph is the embodiment of that in his era, without the crazy stats as far as the assists go and and all that. You know what I'm saying? Like he might not be like you know Steve Nash was like an 18 and 12. Person yeah. Steph is like twenty six and 26 and, 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 six, seven. 26 and yeah. seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, but his unselfishness on the court is why they win. That's his leadership. Like, I, I like. I guess I got much respect for KD as a player because KD could ball out. But it's a reason why KD had to go to go to state to win because Golden State had won with Steph. They was this close to winning back to back without KD. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I feel like. I feel like Steph, man, like Steph, just something different. Steph is unselfish enough to be like, yo, I'll let somebody else get the shine. Everybody else can get it. We want Boogie to come in. Hey, come on. Like, we're gonna get it. And that might yeah. mess up his legacy that might mess up this, his legacy for some people. But as nothing. far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, they can have all that talent on that team all they want. Without Steph, it you ain't know. winning nothing. Yeah. You ain't winning nothing, brother. Like because he's the entire he's their entire defensive the defense's system. The entire system against Golden State is let's neutralize Steph. KD going to get his buckets regardless. Clay might go off. We can live with that. We can try to yeah. neutralize Steph. Especially, we can beat
0: them. You definitely can't live with Steph going off, especially in Golden State. It's, a, it's, 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 it's over. It's a, yeah, it's, a, it's over. Um, then when it comes to Steph and, you know, people changing their, um, their opinions, I guess, of how great he is because of the players he plays around. I mean, is that really his fault, though? Is that really Steph's fault? (laughs) I mean, you think, but think about it, though. Okay, the players that he's playing around are great, but they they developed that way. And none of them, you know, KD notwithstanding, none of them Mm -hmm. are as good as they are if Steph isn't as good as he is. Like he said, the entire defensive scheme is don't let Steph get threes. Well, if you're working so hard to not get Steph threes, you know how many times in the playoffs you see like, how the hell did Klay Thompson get wide open for a corner three? There's a reason for that. Like, wait, Katie, in and you know post- what? Katie in the post and nobody's yes. double teaming them. There's a reason for that.
1: You know what though? It's something I find funny is that when we talk about people talk about Steph. Like obviously, Steph is a reason for the three-point revolution in, in 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 this current game. Like obviously, the three-point as all three-pointer was it was slowly becoming uh, a bigger focal point of, of NBA offense over like I say the last twenty years. You can see you know threes were becoming more and more prevalent. Uh, I mean, obviously, you got Ray Allen, but it was it, it was like an anomaly at the time, right? Like Ray Allen was we hit like two hundred and forty or two fifty in the season, and it was, it was and that like was look ridiculous, and that's. And I was looked at as like yo know, nobody could ever do that. Reggie Miller hit like two twelve in one year, and it was like yo nobody could ever do this. And then you got now you got you know Dame Lillard hitting two fifty, James Harden hitting two fifty five, Clay hitting two. So it's it's, it's 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 a whole different pace of game. But even with Steph being like the, to me the most dangerous threat from the from from behind the three point line, I, it, it's like even if you stop him. From you run him off the three point line, he's still to me one of the best finishers at the rim. Yeah, especially is. for somebody his size. For a guy can look his you Kyrie. Size. You know what I'm saying? Like Kyrie is amazing finisher, but Steph to me is like right there. If you look at the, if you even look at the numbers and the stats, Steph is actually the I think the second best finisher at the rim, and this is a six three point guard. You feel me? Like this is a six three point guard. Like yeah, he's finishing at the rim, like with the same percentage of a LeBron. And I think better, maybe better last year. I, that, I is,
0: that is one of the more impressive parts of his game is that he's able to hit. And he hits a lot of layups through contact, too, for a dude small. So it's, that small. He don't is. get no calls either. He, he don't not get, get no, get a lot no of calls, calls either. He not didn't at all. Get a lot of calls. He didn't get no calls in that Western. Man. And you know this crazy thing about Steph when he doesn't get his calls? I guess because the same way. One of my other boys talked about this yesterday with me and Dre. Uh about how Steph gets zero calls and how Derrick Rose got zero calls because Steph goes to the rim unrelentlessly and like a like an acrobat. Derrick Rose came at you with pure strength, but yet six eight two fifty LeBron gets every single call. Yeah, some people say LeBron doesn't get as many calls as he should. I'm not one of those people, but there are people that say that. Chris, we were on three. Who's your third? Uh, My third point guard, Isaiah Thomas. That was mine. Isaiah's mine too. I mean, I really wish I could have seen him play basketball like live because YouTube replays and highlights, they don't do it any justice. I mean, the man was unstoppable. That first step, if you didn't like get the first step, it's over with. And I think something that isn't talked about enough. like First of all, Isaiah isn't talked about enough, period. Like and 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 historically, whenever they're bringing up, you know, guys that have won, it always goes Magic and Bird, and Jordan and Kobe and Shaq. Like they skip right over um, Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons winning two consecutive championships, and they'll go to they'll talk about Houston's championships more than they'll talk about the Pistons, even though those Pistons teams won championships between Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan. Like, Hakeem didn't win his championships until Jordan left. Yep. Isaiah was literally stopping Mike from getting to championships. He stopped Mike from getting to the finals four straight years and ended up winning two of them. So, you know, I think, I think Zeke is, uh, I think he's criminally underrated. And for years, I had him as my top uh, point guard, uh, my, not top, my second favorite point guard of all time, my second best point guard. Um, but my number two, uh, he's done so much. It, it's hard to it was hard to keep him out. And speaking of that, true. Who you got? At yeah, number yeah. Two? Who you got a number two.
1: Uh, y'all basically just said who I got at <laughs> Number uh, okay. two. You guys right did? see, here's here's why. Because like I said, right now personally, like I said, I'm taking my bi- my personal bias out of it, man. Like I try to be a little objective objective about everything. So taking my bias out of it, uh, personally, I think Steph number two, but. Uh, <laughs> I they step number two, and it's not really close, but I got at number two right now. Like I said, probably by the end of next season, that's going to change. Um, and if I was being real, real biased about it, it would, he'd be num- uh, like, Zika be number three. But I, I I just think, man, like, I didn't get to watch Zeke in his prime, but because I'm, I, like, to, I'm a student of everything, you know what I mean? So I became, uh,. I became a, like a student of watching this because, you know, I mean, as a Bulls fan growing up, like, you know, my uncle was just telling me a little bit about like the whole battles between the bad boy Pistons and stuff like that. I, mean, I was way too young. I was way too young to really live that. So by, by the time I finally got to start watching it uh, and I saw like the physicality and 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 just like Ze- Zeke had handles. He could score. He, he you know, what I mean, he he was he was just, he was versatile as a player. And he could defend, too. And for a guy his size, to me, I was like, man, this is a dude that uh, he can he really do it all on the court. And he, I mean, I always like the Pistons. The Pistons always, to me, are kind of like the forgotten, low-key forgotten, quote-unquote, dynasty of the they NBA. They are. Nobody you talks I mean? about
0: them. Nobody talks about them.
1: Be- Because we talk about, like, we talk about the Spurs, right? Spurs ain't never been back-to-back. Nope. Spurs ain't never go back-to-back. They never been to three straight finals.
0: Dallas, you know what I'm saying, Dallas, so do back to back. Nope, no. You talking about and, Dallas.
1: Yeah, and like so. When I look at when I look at what uh, Portland. I'm not, not Portland. I'm sorry. I'm, I got the '92 final game on right now. NBA TV. But I said the wrong thing. When I look at what the Pistons uh, were able to accomplish. This is this is the era of the Celtics. This is the era of Michael Jordan and his prime. This is the era of the Lakers exactly. Showtime Lakers
0: Showtime Lakers. <clears throat> and he wins two. You see, championships. You, I mean.
1: And you still had who, who? I mean, even in the East, on top of having Jordan and the Celtics, and we talking about a Celtics team that was like back to back finals.
0: DJ, you know what I'm saying
1: 66, 66 wins one year. They was beasting on everybody, and on top of that, you still had Dominique and the Hawks, who they you know they were still making you know in the playoffs every year. So that it was, was like a lot Philly. of talent. Yeah, like it was the talent was crazy in the East uh, back in the 80s, and to see them go through the finals. Three straight years, and also make the uh, the Eastern Conference Finals five. I think five straight years because they made it in eighty seven, and I think they lost to the Celtics. They 88, 89, 90, They went to the finals, and then they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals in ninety one. So that's five straight years of being this close to getting to the to the to the to the finals. So I, and and that's all. I ain't gonna say it's all because Zeke because obviously they had a great team, but Zeke to me is that's the leader of that team. That's yeah. the leader of the team. So you gotta you got to give it up to him. You know what I mean? He got a finals MVP under his uh, under his belt. And I, even though, like, like I said, Steph will be number two for me because I think Steph should have had a finals MVP already. But, you know what I'm saying? I think he should have got the first one. But that's... I ain't even going go to go into that. But I feel like, you know, he he has two rings. Z got two rings. He got finals MVP under his belt. He's got... Uh, in the era that he was doing it in is why he's still number two for me, objectively speaking. But... Like I said, that's probably gonna change. Either way, my top three is not gonna change anytime soon. Regardless, they might switch a little, like one or two spots, but that's they're never gonna change. I think I don't even think there's really any debate on that. Like I think the top three are so far ahead because the game is about else. winning. Because the game is about winning, and there's only three point guards that I've seen that have won that are, that were that were the top top talent on their team. Like Jason Kidd finally got a ring, and and, and like I said, I, I like I, I I didn't like Jason Kidd. Really, but I liked Jason Kidd when I was watching him. Like I always, thought, I always thought he was, thought he was a fuck nigga for real. I, ne- I just never liked him. <laughs>
0: well, but, you weren't wrong.
1: <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I, when I watched him, I was like, man, I was like, man, he, he just, he just got it. Like he, you know what I mean? He just, he just got it. He just understand the game, and he had great basketball IQ. But when you look at winning, Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd was very important to the team. He wasn't, the man win. on
0: that team. Yeah, he wasn't the man on that Dallas team. Those dirt. so that wasn't yeah. his team. And um, So. The Nets. Now I, I give him that though. I give Jason Kidd that. They took him back to back, and I, I. I give him that. That's why he's in my top. Like that's why he's in my top five. Like I don't think there was another point guard during that time they could have taken that Nets team to back to back finals. Like, it was they had talent on that team, but it wouldn't have worked with any other point guard besides Jason Kidd. At least that's how I feel about it. Now I'm gonna nah, say I my my number two. My number two is Steph. For all the reasons that you that you just laid out, I mean, the guy has three three finals rings, um, two back two MVPs, one back to back, multiple fifty forty ninety seasons. Um, he, 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 I mean, what more can you say about him at this point? And one of the things I was talking about is like longevity in the NBA. I was talking about it earlier. And like, and I understand the concept of it, but. Right now, Stephen Curry is accomplishing more than a lot of NBA greats in less time. He already's matched LeBron in, in, in NBA finals wins. He's matched him in half as many tries. About
1: to surpass him next year. And
0: probably about to surpass him next year in less tries. Like, that's the thing. Like, they're winning and it, like it's not going to stop anytime. So they're probably going to get like two, maybe three more rings before the. The entire thing is over. They're going to win next year, obviously. Maybe they lose and then they win again. I don't know. But they're going to get more rings. So, I mean, that, that, I mean, we could go on and on and on about why Steph is the second greatest point guard of all time. But I think mostly it, it boils down to his high being. Uh, it's like a Nova. It's like a supernova. I think he owns three of the top six or seven greatest offensive seasons in NBA history. Like his numbers were so far and away better than everybody else, it didn't make any sense. Like when he had, when he had it going before KD got there, it was something. It was like it was a like a show for like those two years before KD got there when he was winning the MVPs. I think Steph was the most dangerous player in the NBA. Like that's when he became the most dangerous player in the NBA because the second he moves past half court, he's open and he can hit it. And it opens up so many different things for everybody else on this team. And, like, you brought up the, the unselfishness, how it extends beyond the game, um, on the floor, and off the floor, and how he likes seeing everybody else succeed. It's like it's so many. Like, all of that goes into, you know, the leadership of a point guard. Even if he doesn't average the 13 assists a game like other point guards do, it's so many other things he does that makes everybody better. So, yeah, for me, uh, Steph is the uh, second greatest point guard of all time. Chris, are you off of mute? Chris isn't off of me, so we can go directly My to you. Other- uh, okay, go ahead. go ahead. I didn't realize it was on me for a second, but, um, you know, it's kind of hard to follow all that up with saying that I have Steph as number two as well. <laughs> but for, I'm going to say that for one reason that, that you guys can say already, Steph has won 53% of his finals games that he's played in. 53%. 8 of 15. That is crazy. And the fact that I mean, he just gives so much to that team that I really do think that we don't we don't appreciate it as fully as we should, and we take it for granted, just kind of the same way we do with LeBron's greatness because he takes stuff off that team. That team's not winning anything. I mean, like, at no, all. I,
1: <laughs> yo, I think I think I think that's the funniest thing about this era, right? <laughs> I feel like it's the funniest thing, right? Because I feel like this era is has been called like LeBron's era, but sometimes I don't really think it's LeBron's era. Because I feel like
0: uh, everything that's out.
1: happened, you know what I'm saying? I feel like every, I feel, yeah. to me, I feel like this is this is low key Steph's era. The three point balls and change. Like you got seven footers that that's that's shooting 153s a season. I mean, way more like hitting 153s a season. And on top of that, like you got, you know what I'm saying? Like, like people are teaming up right now because they want to beat the Warriors. Like, I don't care. I mean, I understand people say like KD went to the Warriors because they want to beat Braun. but I mean, like they beat Braun before. I don't really like that. I don't really like that argument.
0: That's not a, that's, that's not a good argument. It's
1: stupid. It's not, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's just not. It's not like. <laughs> but like I said, like like there's a point I want to make. It's nothing to do with point guards. There's a point I got. I feel I, feel like I got to make because I've said this before, and I don't think people really understand, like, I've always felt like when LeBron went to Cleveland, LeBron had an idea of where the game was going, and he wanted to be ahead of everybody else. So he got with two stars because Wade was getting old, Bosh was getting older and had little health problems and stuff like that. And it's, you know what I mean? Like, they they, they were both in they what, like, all three of them was in their, like, 10th, 11th, 12th season. Yeah. So he went, and got, he went and got with a young, you know what I mean, a young flashy Uh, you know, amazing offensive player like Kyrie, and then he got, you know, uh, Stretch 4 and and Kevin Love, and that's that's what it do. Like, I I felt like, like, because I mean, I felt like he knew where the game was going, and I've always felt like the Cleveland Cavaliers, when he came back, that team was supposed to be built to beat the San Antonio Spurs, who were getting older, not to prepare for the onslaught that is the Golden State Warriors. That's a good point. I've always felt that. Because I always thought that's what it was. Because he couldn't beat the Spurs like that. Like, you, like All through his career, he's always had trouble with the Spurs, except for 2013. But that's it. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. Like, they, they the Spurs dropped the ball, and that was it. As soon as Spurs ain't win game six 2013, I was like, oh, that's over. Yeah, it's over. Like, it, yeah, be, it's
0: kind of the same thing with the Golden State Warriors in Cleveland uh, two years yep. ago. Once they, I, I said once they lost game five. When they lost game five, I was like, oh, yeah, this this is over. This is too much momentum. Yep. It's too much momentum.
1: But that's why like I said, I feel like Steph is gonna be uh number two overall for me. And I feel like he could be one B to my one A. When it's all said and done. I might I, I don't think it's gonna be no one or two, yo. I honestly don't believe it's gonna be a one that's or two. I'm gonna be complete exactly. And the reason why is because because like you said, right? So like Steph got what four finals trips under his belt right now. Right? Now, right? Mm. Yep. Four final trips of what, nine seasons? Yeah. Like nine, like nine season, something like that. And I feel like it's almost, unless, like, some catastrophic injuries happen, even without Boogie, I thought that team was going back to the finals again. Easily. Like, without, even without Boogie. So, they make a fifth straight finals, win a fourth straight ring, and you got to understand that if this core sticks together, the core they got, and them young boys, some of them young boys like Jordan Bell, uh, you know what I'm saying? Quinn Cook, I, I mean, like, eventually, Iguodala and Livingston going to be gone, but you keep them pieces in place. This is a team that's going to be in contention for the next, uh, if they stay together for the next four, five seasons after this.
0: Yeah, like I said, I still, I think I still have them winning, you know, maybe two more after this.
1: I can see that. I can see then, two more. I can see more than that, even, but it just depends on the rest of the. Depend on everything else.
0: Yeah, then I mean, who knows what happens? Anthony Davis decides to go there, and then all bets off. They're never going to lose again. Um, because that's still in play. The Anthony Davis thing is still in play for them. I hope that don't happen, man. I hope it doesn't either. I hope but, that don't. Like, that thing is still in play. So we'll see what happens with that. I think we're all pretty much in agreement with who the top point guard of all time is, right? Like, there's Chris. You don't have any like random like Mugsy Bogues or some shit like that, right? What a number one? Yeah. Like we're all in agreement. Same person? Magic Johnson. No, I got I actually got uh, Sebastian Telfair. Okay, Magic Johnson, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is like the third time today I've heard Sebastian Telfair. Like that is so goddamn random. But who do you who do you have in number one Drew?
1: You know, I was sitting here thinking of like a terrible point guard to use.
0: And but says since Sebastian he says
1: Chris just, <laughs> yeah, since Kristen already, like, he already took that. Like, I, I was going to bring out a name out of the woodwork. I was going to bring a name out, out of the woodwork. But, I mean, it's obvious, man. Come on, man. Like, I think Magic is still – just that's the standard for point guards. Like, I, I mean, the only thing Magic could have done better was shoot. And he still was able to drop, you know, 20, 25 in the game, even without the ability to be a great shooter. So, um and, and for that era – Shooting wasn't, shooting wasn't really, uh, it's crazy you think about it, right? Because, like, shooting wasn't as as prevalent in his era. So, I mean, it's it's clear, man. That's magic. We talking about a dude that could get 25, 8, and 15 in a finals game. Um, Somebody that won, like, five rings.
0: Five rings. In 12 12 12 seasons, seasons, Went to 12 seasons and went to nine nine finals. finals. Like, so his entire career was just basically going to the finals.
1: Like, that's all he did. That's all he knows is winning. <laughs> that's all he knows is winning, man. Like he
0: revolutionized the game of basketball with his height and, you know, his ability to dribble. Like, I understand, um, you know, what LeBron is, but, you know, they're pro- if, if Magic doesn't come around, there's no, like, archetype like Magic. Like, they still have LeBron posting up or something. You know what I'm saying? So because of the, you know – the way that Magic revolutionized the game. You never saw a big dude dribbling the ball. It was the big dude gets in the post and the little dude throws in the ball. You well, know, Magic flipped all it on his head. So now you have all these big six, eight, six, nine dudes that can dribble. So it's like he revolutionized the game in that way. And not to mention the fact that him and Larry Bird saved the NBA. You know, just by being uh-huh. great. What are you saying? I said honestly, and you know, when you talk about how shooting wasn't really prevalent back in that era in NBA. It's crazy to think that Magic only had two seasons to shot above thirty five percent from the three point line. <laughs> Magic was taking like one like one three pointer a week. You know what I'm saying? But he was making sure that the ones that he took he hit, so Definitely. I mean there's not much you can really say about him. He's easy just the greatest point guard ever, if not one of the greatest players. Yeah, He's definitely one of the greatest players. So, True, you got it, You got any honorable mentions before we get up out of here? Um, honorable
1: mentions, the only people I guess I didn't have on, on my list, I didn't have was Steve Nash. Um, wasn't on my list. Um, Steve Nash is probably the biggest one. Uh, and and I I, I I give this man this. As a pure point guard who is efficient, even though he ain't going to ever win shit, uh, I, I got to give props to Chris Paul. Um, yeah, I was going to CP- say CP3. Yeah, CP three. Like I said, he never. I don't think he ever gonna win shit. I don't want him to win shit. Um, but, <laughs> hey man. <laughs> hey hey. Listen, look. listen, listen, listen. I'm a, I'm gonna keep it a bug with you, right? Like I've I've seen Chris Paul play the entire career, and I've never. I I, I love his on court game when it's pure. But he got Nobody so much. He got so much bitch ass niggas. Like yo, it's some bitch ass shit that he does. And I'm like, yo, he he does a lot of dirty shit. Yeah. And 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 to me, I'm like, man, like I, it it makes me mad cuz I'm like, yo, you you good enough but you don't have to do that. Like you don't have to do that. Like you don't have to be dirty. So, um like I said, I like Chris Paul and Steve Nash to me uh as point guards like because I got to watch both of them. Like it, it sometimes it, like I, I, there was a point when I think uh when CP was in New Orleans that I was like, man, like it was him when him and Darren Williams was going back and forth for who's the best point guard. In the league, I was just like, man, this dude is amazing. And then, like, it got progressively worse to me as the years went on. Like, because I feel like nobody, nobody understands when I say this. I feel like uh, CP is he he's regressing overall as a player in certain aspects. Nobody understands what I say when I say that. But I feel like he's regressing a little bit. Like he's still a great passer, but I just don't feel like he's he, he's not he's not in his prime anymore. And I think defensively, I think he's he's always. He's always been a decent – he's always been a really good defender, but I felt like that last all-defensive nomination got Kobe he treatment. got yeah, – yeah. yeah, like I, I, see, I see him get cooked a lot of times, and I felt like he didn't do a great job of, of guarding in the, in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, he got injured at, you know, after a certain point. But even before that, I didn't think he did a great defensive job against Minnesota. I didn't think he did a great defensive job throughout the season uh, when he played. And I felt the same way the year before that. It was in Clippers. So I feel like he's on the, he's, he's regressing, so, but let me prime, here. So his you prime, and his prime, I think he's great. And his prime, I think he's great though. Okay,
0: yeah. And his prime, uh, I mean, my honorable mentions were John Stockton and um, and and CP3. Uh, like you just you said, you said a lot of stuff about CP3. There ain't no need to you know rehash it. He he's a hell of a basketball player. I do think in some some aspects of like his career, I do think he's a bit overrated. You know, for people who have them, you know, top two, top three because of his BPRM or whatever the hell stat they're using to tell you the basketball players are good right now. But, I mean, uh, if you if you don't have Chris Paul, John Stockton, you know, Steve Nash in some rotation in your top five to ten, then something's wrong with you as far as point guards. Chris, you got any honorable mention? Uh, well, of course, I got CP3. and um, <laughs> What? You know, I, I got CP3. I mean, uh-huh. I, as much as i mean i like chris paul when it comes to play that i don't like i still respect greatness and chris paul is one of the greatest point guards of our, gener- of our of our generation of all time but at the same time i can respect greatness and still be critical of the dude i mean i just feel like he never he never gave what it took to win past you know um kind of like sh- Sharing the ball and you know, running the offense. As g- great as a leader as he is, he never gave that extra mile, you know, kick the team into overdrive or put the team on his shoulders like Derrick Rose or but the, just the, like the way that Derrick Rose used to do that and carry the balls and situations they need a shot, I got you. Instead of Chris Paul's passing the ball. Yeah, that's why it's very difficult for your point guard to be the best player on your team. Because it's a, it, like especially a pure point guard when a guy's like Chris Paul because like his 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 mentality is to get everyone else involved. Even though I do think you know Chris Paul got dog in him, but like you yeah. said, it's just a lot of it's a lot of shit about him that's just annoying. Like um, all of the flopping, uh, trying to draw offensive fouls and get guys kicked out of games, and like all of that other stuff, man. I don't like. I don't like him I hate all of that. The thing he grabbed Boogie's arm and then flailed backwards. Or, you know, somebody touches him, he goes flying. It's like all of that, all of that stuff that he does. Like True said, it's like those are the things that lead me to not really like him. But even without liking him, I can acknowledge what he is. He's a, you know, he's a top ten greatest point guard of all time. So when it comes to Chris Paul and his time in L.A., the Clippers were a viable threat to win an NBA championship. This is before the Warriors became the Warriors, and this is I want to say a little bit before and after LeBron left Miami. The Clippers should have won a championship or at least made a finals appearance. They had some four or five yeah, years, you know. Just, to you know, to his to his defense, you know, they had some really terrible luck. Between yeah. him and between him getting hurt, <laughs> like Griffin and the playoffs, or Blake Griffin getting hurt in the playoffs, it like it was always something with that team. You know, sometimes a team is just uh, snake bitten. So, 2015 was their
1: greatest chance. I is fully that the, believe that. that 2015 the was his, their greatest.
0: Was um, that the one where he messed up his his hamstring?
1: I wanna. I can't. You know what? I can't remember the series like that. But I do remember they blew the three one lead. So I, I think that might have been what it was. I think it was some injury wise. Was some injury wise that made it. Uh, so, but I but I can't remember who got injured like that, man. Because I'm like Blake played CP no CP. No, C- it was CP. C- CP. Yeah, it CP. was C P. was CP. he hurt his hamstring CP. CP. in
0: the series on uh, before. He hit that yeah. winning shot against yeah. uh, San Antonio in Game Seven. They're like running uh, the running floater, and I think uh, I think he may have hurt his hamstring on on that play. Because all
1: because he didn't play because he didn't play every game in that uh. In that Houston series when they blew the three one lead, I forgot I forgot, what you, I forgot how many games he missed. I've been like two or three, but I know he didn't play every single game because that went seven and he definitely yeah. didn't play all seven. So,
0: yeah, I think I, 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 I want to say he
1: missed
0: game. he missed game?
1: What one? One two?
0: One and two? Something one. like that. Yeah, I think it was. One you know and what's two. crazy though? They split. The, they split those they games. Split, yeah, I was like, it still went seven. That was yeah. that, that was when James Harden. Um, you know, James Harden and in the playoffs, what he does. He, Slayed like shit. He and, and he wasn't. The
1: game. Hey, I just want to point this out real quick because I've been having people tell me tell me this for years about 2015. I don't think James Harden should have won the MVP in 2015, and I think in the playoffs you saw why he shouldn't have won because people said his team was trash. But if I remember correctly, I saw Corey Brewer have better games in the playoffs
0: then like, James Harden. Yeah, because James Harden this is James Harden plays good in game 1 of the series and then he plays badly the rest of the the series. Like that's a James Harden staple that you're not getting a good series from him in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know if it's like a conditioning thing, it's a nerves thing, I don't know, but he plays good for one His one game can...
1: doesn't and I I think Chris can attest to. I've said this before on Twitter. I don't think James Harden's game translates well to the playoffs. What, because a it's a ti-
0: basketball? Yeah,
1: no. It's a tighter because it's also it's a tighter game. You gotta play <laughs> defense in the playoffs because every game counts. It's not like you could take a night off and Harden take a lot of nights off on defense, but nah. <laughs> you can't. You like you can't take a night off on defense. And on top of that, also your efficiency matters. Like if I like if I watch like some of the best. Players, if I see Bron have Bron have a game where he goes. 5 for for 18, that's not the usual for him. If KD go 5 for 18, Steph go 5 for 18, that's not a regular occurrence. We're talking about KD who 50, 40, 85 almost every season. Steph, 50, 40, 90, like three, 2 or 3 of the last, what? 2 or 3 of the last 4
0: seasons? Yeah. yeah. But with Harden, Harden going 5 and 18 is a regular occurrence. That's a regular thing. Yeah, he's going to have like 35 points. Yep on like 15 for 18 free throw shooting um something like that. That's, yeah, yep. that, that's his game, but like you said, it's, you know, before Andre Godala got hurt, uh, I posted a stat in his thread, and it, it said that in the 48 possessions that, Golden's, that uh, Andre Godala guarded Chris Paul and CP3, they only got one basket as a direct result of that play. Ugh. He shut them down, those two players, 47 of the forty eight times he was guarding them.
1: That's why I think when people say like when people was like yo, if Chris Paul played uh in the Western Conference finals, that perhaps the uh the, the Rockets would have won. And I still say if Iguodala plays game four and game five, that season that that series is over in five.
0: Uh Steve Kerr said the exact same thing.
1: And I but and you know what? I think that was I like, I feel like everybody understands that. Like that's that's gonna be to me, that does a that does a wonder for Chris Paul's legacy because it's like, yo, if he would have played they would have made, made won. it.
0: Yeah, yeah they'd they have won. Now
1: but now, this coming season, when the Houston get knocked out second round <laughs> and oh,
0: you know what, hold on, before you go any further, I've never met this dude before. We have not collaborated to talk about Chris Paul in this manner. I don't want anybody to get any feelings because we're talking about Chris Paul. Have I ever met you before, bro?
1: Never, but listen, if you guys, if anybody got a problem with me talking about Chris Paul, you can direct it at my Twitter, at TrueGuard because I'm ready for all the smoke regardless. Because I, I, I do this in real <laughs> life, bro. I'll be out here in real life. If like they want to smoke, I'm with the smoke. But like I say, I, like I said, I got respect for Chris Paul because I think this playoff season – he earned a lot more respect for me as a player. I still think he, a, still think a little, a little bitch, or whatever. But I have respect for him as a player because I've, ne- i never saw him go that hard because that's how I know he wanted it.
0: He wanted it so bad. Yeah, that's but, what actually made it funnier when he. When but it reality,
1: happens. reality, reality is such a, such a bad, bad thing sometimes, right? Like, like reality is such a harsh thing that now when CP goes and he looks. And they try to go small ball lineup, and they need defenders. And Ariza, who was their best defender, man, is gone. I can't
0: believe they let Ariza and Luke and Bob go.
1: And you know it's crazy. I, I was never on the a, on the. A, was not on the Bob Mute like bandwagon. But then I looked at the numbers, and I looked at some, and I was, I started paying attention more to his like his one on one defense. Defense. And how they, they was Everything
0: goes up when he's on the floor.
1: And I saw that, and I was like, man, they need him. And the fact that he was just like. Like, see, Houston, to me, Houston is gone. That's it. They're done.
0: Yeah, they had their chance. I think that's probably over. That
1: was it. Like, you got – I ain't going to front. I I personally believe that the the team that's going to end up going to the Western Conference Finals this year, it's not the Lakers. Not this year. It's not the Lakers this year. I actually think the Lakers – Lakers next year can probably go to the Western Conference. They're not going to probably win next year. But I think they'll make the Western Conference Finals – if everything goes according to plan and that's if everything goes according to plan, because there's a lot like I don't really think bronze focus is going to be on 100 percent basketball. I don't really think it is because I feel like this wasn't basketball wise. This movie really make too much sense. It doesn't not really in, make too much sense. Not initially. No, like not
0: initially.
1: like when if you get if you get Kawhi to come play and then you might get, I don't know, Dame Lillard or somebody that OK, it makes a little more sense. But then it's like you don't know those personalities to mesh well. Like you don't know if there's like everything is gonna mesh well. Like and and I yeah, feel like it's that's not.
0: A, that's the thing. Chemistry it's hard, thing.
1: man. It's hard. It's hard. And when you've got a team that's got built-in chemistry already, years in, if that sticks together, they know how to win. They know how to play defense. Something Braun does not do in this era. Uh, speaking right now. when
0: you speaking of when you say built, true. Uh, you know. I don't know how this Laker thing is going to work, because I think one thing we forget is that as great as LeBron is, it's also a hamper to play alongside LeBron James. Because no matter who you are, a star or not, your game has to change to suit him, because he is the greatest. or well, not the greatest of all time, but he's the greatest in the league right now, 1A, 1B with uh, KD your game changes and that's asking a lot of Paul George and Kawhi but Kawhi still wants to play there anyway but I think that's one of the main reasons why Paul George stayed in OKC because of LeBron James' presence on the court his presence is dominating it's do, you know it's, it's domineering over you know lesser players you do have to change the game and like you said he's the greatest basketball player in the game right now so that's completely understandable um, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested but to okay. see how this goes. I don't I don't know how, so, to, how it's going to go for LA. It, it looks like it's going to be funny to me, though.
1: So I think it's going to be a disaster, right? <laughs> <laughs> but here's why I think it's going to be a disaster. If you ask me, I said this earlier today on Twitter. I said, if you ask me who I think the actual best player in the world is right now, my answer is not going to be the same as everybody else's. It's not.
0: What it's got, not going to be the
1: same. Davis, same. Huh? Yeah. Anthony Davis, to me... If you ask me, who's my top three? There's actually a chance that Braun might not make it in there.
0: Wow, that's interesting.
1: And uh, here's why. That's
0: probably the first I've heard of that. But
1: and I'm gonna tell you why. Because basketball is about playing both ends of the
0: court. He doesn't play defense all the time. <laughs> like ninety five percent of the time, he's not playing defense. He plays own coverage.
1: <laughs> and listen, when we go, listen, when we go into every season. To me, the best player in the world should be based on what you do every every season, right? Because when Kobe was when Kobe, became, Kobe was looked at by a lot of people as the best, but it, he wasn't always that. Like, the year before, it was, might have been Tim Duncan. It might have been, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It might have been whatever else. Like, and then maybe maybe Kobe wasn't the best 2000-whatever, 2000 2010, and it was Braun. So, at some point, what you do on both ends of the course matters. The reason why I always felt Kobe was the best for a number of years is because he played he both played ends defense. hard. He played both ends hard. Like when well, Michael Jordan was the best player in this in this league. The best. This man was on was he oh, won a defensive team. player of the year. He he was the MVP, scoring titles. He did everything. everything. Now I respect, I think LeBron's style is what makes people look at him and say, yo, he's the best player. He's a great passer. Uh, he can score. He's becoming a much better shooter uh, because he has to do that when he gets older. Like he doesn't, his motor is still great. But I can see that his. And I think lateral, if, we, if we.
0: Lateral stuff isn't the same.
1: Yeah, like there's certain stuff that's declining. Father Tom is undefeated. So if you ask me, I think the top three. I just. I, like I said, the top three. I would still have Braun in my top three, objectively speaking. But if I actually take away the all of LeBron and look at, okay, like Anthony Davis can't pass like LeBron, KD can't pass like LeBron. But then again, it's like, have we ever seen him in that role? Like, is that asked of these people? They asked so much of LeBron that I feel like that's why we look at him like that. It's because they're teams that any other team, you're not going to ask that much of a player. because Because every piece should be able to do their job. In my opinion, I've always felt like if you're the best player in the world, you should make everyone on your team better. I don't think LeBron has done that in some years. Personally, hmm. not everyone. I feel like he's hindered Kevin Love's game a little bit, that's
0: and just but that's, by, and, like just by his presence, his presence. Yeah,
1: like, that. like now I'm not gonna say like Tristan Thompson. He a bum anyway, so I'm not. He's a bum to me. Like, but but he, but maybe with the right guidance, he could be better, tougher. Maybe I don't know. And you got Jr. JR's Jr. That okay, that doesn't JR's matter. Who he is. But with Kyrie. Kyrie was great next to Braun, but as far as I'm concerned, Kyrie was great before Braun came back. Well, not great, great, but he just wasn't winning anything. I think Braun came there. Obviously, his presence, uh, you're going to become a a playoff team with Braun on your team regardless. So I do think in that regard, he is probably the one of the most valuable players in this entire league. But I, it, I think everything when we look at who's the best player, greatest player in the world, I feel like you got to look at it. To me, the best player on both ends of the court last season, to me, was Anthony Davis. Personally, we talking about he was he was what top three in MVP voting, defensive player of the year. Like I said, overall, it's still probably Bron. But by the by,
0: the, it, by, the, by the by the criteria that you're laying out, I'm not upset at at that. Anthony Davis is a problem. He rebounds the ball, and, and I think team. also, I mean, there's nothing that he can't do. So if you're going by the criteria of both offensive game and, and offensive I, game, then yeah, that's a I mean that's that's probably the best choice. And I think K D personally The first half of last year he was playing defense.
1: Yo, the, I don't I don't know I don't know what happened. I don't know if there was something going on. I don't Steph know if KD hurt. had no, an injury. Steph got hurt. Steph got hurt. Yeah. When Steph got hurt, yeah. When Steph got yeah. hurt I think then that made that puts too much on here. him.
0: Yep, that's when he stopped playing defense because then he had to become the focal point of the offense. Like, he, I mean, he already is one focal point, but now he's the focal point. And his defense definitely suffered. He was like, "I think after Steph got hurt, um, he was a he was a minus defensive player for the the rest of the year." But I'm going to say
1: something. I'm about to say something. So, I said AD, I said KD, right? Mhm. All right. So, AD is amazing on both ends of the court, right? But AD's like 7 foot. So he's yeah. going to get what he wants anyway, right? And then KD is like 6 foot, 11, 7 foot. And he got a jump shot. So he's going to get everything he wants, right? Personally True. speaking, I think the person that could possibly actually be the best player in the world, it's just that it's hard to give him that because of his size, is the same person y'all said this is the second greatest point guard of all time. And here's why I say that. He played better defense in the playoffs than I saw LeBron play all last season.
0: Man, just by trying, that's how he was playing like, better defense. Just <laughs> by actually, you know, doing things. There's yeah. a lot of times LeBron just be standing around and watching on defense. Like, Literally, you know, we, we, we understand, understand it. it. And we understand it because he has a whole bunch on his shoulders when it comes to their offensive game plan and all of that other shit. But on defense, he just be standing there, man.
1: But you know what's crazy, right? We understand, like, oh, man, LeBron got so much offensive Responsibility, but how many times in NBA history has have we ever said that?
0: We don't. We, we don't play, play from LeBron,
1: <laughs> and that's like, like you feel me? Like, like I feel like, like, like would you expect him to be playing defense? At, you know, at age thirty three. Well, I, was, he's a I 100% player. recall <laughs> yeah, I'm like I, I recall Kobe at 33 getting named to the all defensive team I remember Jordan getting named to the all defensive team still putting up 26 27 points a game Jordan was winning scoring titles at that age yeah, I mean so you, know,
0: you don't have to say nothing I, I, a lot of rules have changed for LeBron so we talk about it I, I, I've talked about it pretty extensively but so with that podcast. right
1: so with that right every player that's usually named the best player in the world Is because they win, right? It's because they win. Typically, Typically, right? People said Magic and Bird were the two best players in the NBA because they won. People didn't want to give Jordan the official title until he really won. So, going with that criteria, to me, the most dangerous offensive player in the entire game, to me, is Steph. Because you can't really slow him down like that. Like, you can, like... I actually think you can slow LeBron down offensively. Yeah. I saw ja- I saw JaVel McGee do it. That bothered me.
0: That yeah, bothered. He was me. having problems with Javale for like it was like two games in the third quarter. He was having problems for some odd reason. It
1: was weird. That bothered me. That bothered me a little bit. And then you see like Igu- Iguodala actually gives him a little trouble too. But I think it's because they know when LeBron drives and what LeBron is going to do. LeBron's game is very predictable. It's just that he's such a beast at what he does. But his game is like, if you watch him, when he stands up there, he's standing up there right. Like he's dribbling and he's looking, he's surveying. I can usually call out what he's about to do before he does it. Like maybe five seconds before he does. I'm like, all right, LeBron's he's surveying the the court. Nobody's really making no moves to get open. He's about to try that damn step back three he does. And he does it he was, every single it. time. It never—I've never once predicted it, and it never happened. Or he's looking. I'm like, I'm like, he about to drive the lane because they're about—they're about to open up. They're about to open up the lane for him a little bit, and he'll drive. He might not hit it, hit a shot, but he'll drive the lane. The only thing he's ever done I didn't see coming was he did when he was hitting the mid range, the mid range jumpers on at, on Toronto. That was the only thing I didn't see uh, the coming
0: fadeaways because nobody yeah. saw that coming. That was yeah. ridiculous.
1: So. That pissed me off because I was like, if you can do that, do that. Because I ain't expecting that. But like when his, his his driving and his shooting is so predictable, but it's just that people 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 fear him. People fear him.
0: Yeah, he's a he's two hundred and seventy pounds, six nine, and
1: you know. So like I said, I think I think if if Steph Curry was three was three inches taller, he'd be the best player in the league by far, in my opinion. Because then defensively, he'd be longer.
0: Yeah, he'd be able to do things on defense. Like I said, I don't think the thing with Steph is that he's a bad defensive player. Um, Because he's small. He's just small. It's it's not lack of trying with him. That's for sure. Yeah. He definitely puts in the effort. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, man. It was good having you on the podcast, man. Hey, I appreciate it. I I, I, I have, but before I got off of here, I said, I need
1: to say something that's going to fuck with people's heads. So I wanted to say, I was like, I need to say something. I, I, like, I can't, I can't go on any podcast and not say something. So my my whole brand is not the best player in the world. Maybe he not even top three. <laughs> I want to say that because I want people to come at me because then we got to <laughs> actually have a real talk. Because then okay. we got to have a real talk. Nobody want to have a real talk. Okay. Nobody want to have
0: a real talk. Give them your social media so they can come at you. I'm at
1: True God Immortal. I'm here all. I'm I'm not here every day now. I'll be I'll be busy. I'll be on the move, but I'm I'm here. I I, I see my mentions. If you got something to say, I didn't I didn't check LeBron stands on Twitter multiple times. Hit him with facts, statistics, eye tests, all of that. Uh, CP3 stands. Uh, y'all don't really show up very much. James Harden stands. Y'all very quiet since since end of May. So um yeah if if. If y'all need to holler at me, you know what I'm saying? I'm at True Automoto. I'm, I'm 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 here. I'm here. Right. If you want to debate it, we can debate it. You're and right. probably not going to win that debate, though. <laughs> right. give, them, give, them the,
0: give them the website again. Give them the website again.
1: Oh, yeah. And if you need to read some of my analysis on these sports things, I would never say this in an article. What I just said right now, I would never say it in an article because I don't feel like, like that's an article. It's professional stuff. people going to see that, that's fine. But uh, that's the thefinalrevolution.com. Uh, you can go check it out. We got articles up there now. I didn't do anything sports this this, this week, but we we did some stuff about hip hop. We did some R and B stuff. I got some other stuff coming up uh, for sports. Um, you know, what I mean, mostly basketball. Uh, basketball is my first love. So uh, we got basketball, hip hop, my my two first loves. So uh, definearevolution dot com. Make sure y'all go check that out. Read some of the stuff we got uh, Monday through Friday. New content every single day. It used to be seven days a week. But I got a girl now, so I gotta take the weekends off.
0: Everybody needs uh, to rest. Everybody <laughs> needs Yeah, to rest. So. yeah. Got,
1: yeah got, you can't you can't be sitting at the computer, you know what I'm saying and, 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 and typing on Saturdays when there's new movies and all of that other shit. So nah. So uh yeah. But um yeah, Monday through Friday new content, man, Define dot com all the time. And right now I'm 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 the sole I'm the sole writer. I like, used to have a team of writers, but you know, everybody got a little busy. Uh so I'm, I'm I'm carrying I'm carrying the weight on the back right now. So y'all check make it out. sure
0: y'all go and check them out, man. Check them out, real. Uh, and definitely CP3 fans and LeBron fans. Then y'all y'all can send all y'all hate. Y'all know where to find us, man. It's according to sources at gmail A two sources on Twitter. According to sources on Facebook. It's according to sources dot com is. The website, we're also part of a podcasting network, the ETMF Podcast Network, where you can find all kinds of podcasts that peruse to your liking. So, thank you guys uh, for joining us. Thank you for coming in today, True. So, for Chris, I appreciate it, brother. Oh, wait, hold on hold on, on, hold on, hold on, real, real, okay. real, quick, real quick, I don't know Go. if that's a double entendre, but you said, True, we said, CP3 fans, y'all can come out and all y'all want, but y'all don't show up. <laughs> hey, man, it, it was, it was, it was a double entendre. <laughs> But the pun <laughs> was there. We got it. We got it. I hope the fans got it too. So, for Chris, true. I'm Dre. This has been the Courtney Sources. And we out. Jason Willott, you need some help, bro. For real. And a smile. Somebody- This has been a production of the ETMF Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out etmfpodcast.com to find more information on all of the shows.